Welcome to this edition of Morgan Asked For Podcast. Uh, we're going to be uh, joined by Trevor Voss in, in just a, a minute here. Uh, we will be going over golf uh, today. The Players' Championship is this week in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. TPC Sawgrass, famed uh, number 17, Island Green. Um, lots of action. You know, one of the best fields of the entire season, the highest uh, purse of the entire season. And then, you know, kind of some fun facts or whatever. Uh, second year where it has been in March instead of May. Um, so they've kind of changed the schedule a little bit. And then we are, uh, you know, kind of the one-year anniversary. They played Thursday last year. And then Friday they did not play. Essentially, this was the week one year ago that the country shut down um, because of COVID-19 and just kind of everything with that. And, you know, Rudy Gobert touched everything on the press conference and then he tested positive and, and, and the world went crazy. Um, and, and it's not been the same since. And I think we are getting um, maybe seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I know here in Iowa, I think they said everybody, if they want the vaccine, will be able to have it every adult uh, by May. Um, I did get my second shot, so I am vaccinated. Uh, I got it on Friday. I was sick on Saturday. Um, I think that's not uncommon. Uh, I did not feel good at all on Saturday. Uh, but Sunday, I was back to normal, and then obviously today, back to normal, uh, back to work and everything. So um, I am lucky, you know, obviously being a teacher and stuff, uh, kind of get to the more of the front of the line than most. Um, but I think... Uh, here in Iowa, by May, everybody will have it if they would like. So that's that's a great uh, news, and, and hopefully we can get uh, crowds as back to normal as possible this summer. No, that, that's good that you've got uh, both now. I, I think you and our friend Brett Foster had the second shot and said he didn't feel good for about 24 hours or whatever. Yeah, it wasn't like super long, but just I was just tired and cold and, you know, probably a fever. You know, I mean, I didn't take my right. temperature or anything, but, um, I slept most of the day is just kind of what I did. So I just, you know, didn't move a whole lot. Yeah. You probably knew you weren't going to feel good, but now you've kind of got that out of the way. And I, I think I read something that they're doing like between one and 2 million, uh, vaccines a day to people. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it is, it's not perfect. Um, it, it, it won't be, but I, I, they're doing the best they can and getting through as many as we can. And that that's a good deal. Yeah, things look a lot more bright now than they did one year ago. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we had no idea what was going on a year ago. Minus, I, I should say when I say things look better, minus the deaths, of course. But we seems like there's some positive stuff on the horizon. And I think by mid-summer or July or August, things should be not necessarily normal. But I'm sure we'll be happy with how normal it seems by then. And you're right, th this was the week a year ago where stuff really started to hit the fan. I was up in Boise for a, a water show and then ended up being in Provo, Utah on Thursday night, heading to Vegas for Owen Boar's bachelor party. And I went to a Legends Sports Bar to eat, have dinner. I was sitting there watching the highlights of the, of the first round of TPC Sawgrass because I had some bets on it. And I remember Zach Trimble putting in our our chat, they're going to end up canceling this thing. And I remember thinking, well, there's no way they're going to cancel the tournament. I, I thought, well, they might not allow fans in, but I'm sure they'll right. finish. And then within the hour when I was sitting there, they canceled it. So uh, 
I was a little nervous because I had about 12 or 14 guys that I bet on. Luckily, when I got to Vegas, uh, the William Hill Casino refunded me all my all my money for my tickets that I had placed earlier. So that was that was a relief because I didn't know what they were going to do. I didn't know if I was out that money or anything like that. But it's crazy that it's been a year. They say time flies, I guess, when you're having fun, but time also flies when you're not. Well, it's just like I, I don't. You know. I put out, uh, you know, on a, a week ago, Thursday was the year anniversary of uh, starting this podcast with Taylor. And so I just put out, you know, I don't know if you listen to it or not, but the, the kind of a three minute deal. And it was both the fastest and slowest year in the, you know, it, it doesn't really seem that that long ago that this all happened, but yet in another aspect, it's been so long, you know, so I mean, you know, and I, I think some of that's just getting older. I think you have that perspective, but then just, this year, I mean, you know, I remember, you know, not being able to do anything there from, you know, middle of March to really June, not being able to do really anything uh, besides just be around home. And, you know, you couldn't, you could get restaurant food to go or something, but you really couldn't even go in it. Um, you know, that being just super slow and a long time now, you know, I was lucky, like, I know we talked about our stuff, you know, I didn't live in a, a little house or anything else like that. I had different access than, than a lot of people, um, but, you know, had, you know, acreage and stuff and, but, you know, but, and then on the other hand, you know, since then, I think it's went really fast. I mean, I think the fall and winter and, you know, life is, you know, I've had some life changes and everything that has made this time go really fast too. It has gone by fast. That, that March and April, May were pretty slow. We were doing everything we could just to pass the time um, going to grocery stores and nothing on the shelf. And yeah, just, I don't even know what word to use, just crazy. And then things have really gotten a lot better since then. Uh, you, you know, you can go to the store now and there, there's plenty of stuff, at least where I'm at. And yeah. don't, don't have to worry about those things as much. So it it was slow at first and then all of a sudden it's just gone by. And, and here we are back to the tournament that was the first one to get canceled and now they're going to have 20% fans this week. It sounds like, so it should be, I'm, I'm excited for it. Get some roars back in there. I know you want to talk about the, the tournament this past week, uh, Arnold Palmer where Bryson was getting all the fans pumped up and he was going on that part five and just yeah, throwing his hands in the air. The crowd was going wild and that's good to hear that again. Absolutely. I mean, just, he just, you know, and whether you like him or don't like, it doesn't matter he makes it interesting. And, you know, Jordan Spieth was there where he had a hole in one and then hit in the water and then made par on a 40 foot putt. I mean, that's what makes golf fun. And then coming down, you know, Sunday afternoon, it's Bryson DeChambeau versus Lee Westwood, you know, 27 years old versus 47 or whatever it is. And, and the longest hitter against the not longest hitter and they're neck and neck. And, you know, Lee Westwood, made Bryson make one heck of a five footer to not go to a playoff. And that's what makes the golf great is you don't have to do it one way. Um, you know, you know, Lee Westwood hits it from 200 out and, you know, hits a, a hybrid or a five iron or whatever he hits. And then DeChambeau may be in the rough, but he's only 120 yards. So he hits a wedge out and you see where it happens. If you make some putts, you're right there. Yeah, Westwood uh, on 18 there, his, he had a good drive, a really good drive, and went into a divot, and he hit a 
really a pretty good shot onto the green. Good two yeah. putt. I mean, he couldn't go at the hole. I mean, he had no chance. I mean, that's nothing he could do. But like you said, put the pressure on and and to Bryson's credit, he made a heck of a putt. It might only have been five feet, like you said, but still to win a it's tournament. Not pressured. I mean, it's I mean, you don't necessarily lose a tournament, but you don't want to go to a playoff. I mean Oh, you don't want to go to a playoff. It was it was a lot of pressure. I mean And it was dead center and he hit a hard too. I mean, I don't know if did, you watched it. He he celebrated, uh deservedly so. He was pretty excited. I remember he looked over toward a crowd. There must have been some people yelling something before. Oh, I'm sure. You know, there always is. But again, it's it's good to have those crowds back. Uh, we've, we've missed that and take that for granted because especially with this week's tournament, especially on number 17 green there at TPC Sawgrass, that's, that's probably the, that and uh, the Phoenix open. Those right. are the two holes where you really want the crowd. Absolutely. I mean, this is called the stadium course for a reason. I mean, it's, it's built for crowds. I mean, I've never been there, but just everything, I've heard our friend Dan Bryce has played it, and that course is built for crowds. I mean, it's kind of uh, kind of weird looking, I think, without crowds there. If you just go to play it, like if you and I went and played it or whatever, um, but just because it's set up for having people around in different spots and um, you know just everything set up for the tournament. Speaking of, uh, if you and I went and played it real quick, I just watched a video before we got on here, and they said. They pull approximately 120,000 golf balls out of that pond on 17 every <laughs> And it's so only on 120 yards. I mean, so it's not like it's it's not very far. Three per customer is what they average it out to throughout the year. So if me, you, and Zach, and Brett, and Cody, or whoever went and played, there's a good chance that one of us, or not maybe not even two, end up putting three or four in the water. Oh, I guarantee. Yeah, I mean, it. I think even if you got the first one over, wouldn't you want to hit a couple more and just say you hit it in? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd want to hit more than one tee shot there if I could, because that's one of the most iconic holes in the world. So, yeah, I mean, whether you hit a good one or a bad one, you definitely want to – I'd want to hit a few shots there. And I'm sure there, that happens all the time. I'm right. Sure they're used to that. People hit three or four shots and whatever, as you probably should, because I'm sure it's expensive to play there. And Yeah. It's, it's just an iconic hole. Well, just like, I mean, you can go play Pebble Beach too and pay like $400. I'm not hitting one tee shot on 18. Sorry. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to hit two. And on number seven, that little, you know, the 109 yard par three into the ocean, I'm going to hit a couple. Sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess unless. I would definitely do the same. Unless they really will kick you off or whatever and say, absolutely not. But I mean, you're going to, I mean, I'm paying that much to play golf. I'm, I'm going to get a little bit out of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're used to that. And you should. If you're, if you're paying $400 or more for the for 18 holes, you should have a hole or two where you get hit in you. Yeah. Soak it all in. But no, again, I'm again, just going to hit it in the ocean just to hit it in the ocean. And I'm going to take two, three, four shots. Yeah. Or you can pitch it into the, the beach there and then go down and try to hit it back up like we've seen players have to do over the years. But they probably don't allow that during regular play. Uh, probably not. All right, let's uh, get to the players. We've kind of rambled on a little bit, but that's good. You know, um, you know, uh, like we talked about, you know, the biggest purse in golf, um, unofficially the fifth major. Um, it's, it's, it's not officially one, but the players, um, you know, feel it is, you know, probably the best field in golf. And, you know, 
I don't know. You said Matthew Wolf is playing. Brooks isn't playing. But other than that, Wolf's out. Actually, I just just read that. That I I yeah, need Brooks to confirm. Brooks isn't playing. He hurt his knees out. He's still out. Brooks is out, but also Matthew Wolf is out. I think as yeah. well. Before we get on here, so and then there's Tiger and right. Uh, and maybe we should talk about Tiger. You know, he texted uh, Bryson. Um, I don't know. The rel- they got to have a little bit of relationship. They're in commercials together and stuff. I mean, I know you don't have to be best friends to do that, but you wouldn't think they would kind of make fun of each other during a commercial if they didn't at least have a little bit of uh, collegiality there and stuff. Uh, but Bryson text, uh, or Bryson got a text from Tiger. And, you know, Tiger kind of played that same way growing up, you know, just hit it and go find it and hit it out of the rough. Um, you know, he didn't hit it 350 yards, but just technology didn't allow that in 1997. Um, um, and, and really, you know, the, the reason that that was an important well, Arnold, Arnold Palmer played that way in 1957, you know, um, just and obviously in a different scale river, but, you know, they all kind of played the same way. They kind of went at golf differently than everybody else. And I was watching the coverage there on Sunday and Bryson got a letter like a week before Arnold uh, Palmer uh, died. Uh, he wrote him a letter congratulating him on his first pro victory on the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, so just, you know, that meant a lot for Bryson. And I think he had maybe been in the lead or had a chance to win that tournament a couple of times and hadn't completed it and finally was able to. So good for him. Yeah. Hey, I think he's the fifth or sixth person to ever win our tournament and Jack's both. It's a, it's a short list of players that have done that. And, and you're right. <clears throat> they were talking that, yeah, about a week or so before Palmer died, he sent Bryson a handwritten letter. He was famous for doing that. And it, it met a lot of Bryson. And then, then, like you said, I think that morning of Tiger sent Bryson a text, just telling him, you know, whatever he said, words of encouragement. And Bryce spoke with that after the tournament. And again, I, what was it now, like three, four weeks ago when Tiger got in the car accident? Yeah, I mean, it's been a little, I mean. Maybe yeah. longer. I, it's tough to remember now. Um, but that was almost one year anniversary of, of Kobe dying. Right. And his daughter. Yeah. In the, and I remember in that chat, and you do too, I mean, getting that news and hearing the jobs of life were used, it was like, boy, I hope we don't lose another legend you know, basically one year from losing Kobe and his daughter. It was just kind of scary. So glad to hear that Tiger's living. I don't know what his situation is going to be, you know, two, four, five years from now. Right. With golf and, and things like, like that. I think, I think golf is irrelevant right now. I think just trying to get uh, a good uh, way of life and, and figuring out all that stuff and worry about golf later. Yeah, worry about golf later. I, I would assume, I mean, I think the earliest we would see him back on tour, if ever, would be probably May or June of next year. Yeah. And that's probably. I would almost say if I had to make a guess, if he's going to be able to play next year's Masters is a pretty, pretty good uh, guess. Yeah, I didn't. He's he's got some bad injuries. So I, I don't know. Getting a lot of details haven't come out yet. Right. Of really how bad it is. I mean, he had compound fractures. We know that. But a lot of people are like, was it on the level of Alex Smith or. Right or not level, and if it is, then we won't see him for four or five years, probably, if ever. And by that time, I think he'd be fifty. So, right, you know, you kind of do the math there. But hopefully, yeah, hopefully he's able just to recover enough to play golf with his kids and shoot a basketball or throw a baseball around and live a somewhat normal life. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what you want uh, for anybody after an accident like that. Uh, he has, you know, obviously the best, uh, he'll have the best uh, care and best rehab and, and best everything. Uh, so if anybody can do it, it will be him. And if he does it, the legend will grow. Certainly. If, oh, if he was able to come back and somehow he come level. back and win a tournament or, or something, I mean, it'd be unbelievable. It did be bigger than his win at the, uh, whatever it was that he won in Atlanta, like in 2017. Oh, East. Yeah. The tour championship. Yeah, East Lake tour championship. Yeah. East Lake. And uh, right before he went on to win the masters, I mean, that one was huge. The crowds were going nuts. He was walking down 18 with Rory. Uh, they could barely stay ahead of the crowds. People were just, yeah. it was quite a scene, but yeah, if he makes another comeback, which I wouldn't bet against him, it, it could be one of the all time. Like I said, the legend will just grow even more than it, than it already is. If that's even possible. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's uh, get to this tournament. Um, you know, Dustin Johnson's a favorite, number one in the world. Um, he's going to be the favorite until something else happens. I mean, he's he's going to be there. Um, I, I I would bet on him to finish the top five in a heartbeat. I mean, I I don't know how you know winning a winning event is different than you know, but he's going to be there. I mean, mm -hmm. that's just the way, unless something happens. Yeah, you know he's always going to be there. And again, as we start to talk into some of the odds, I mean, the guys that are 20 to 1 or under, I mean, you can take your pick. Uh, you know, if, if you're looking to bet, I would. if someone said Rory, sure. If someone says Justin Thomas, sure. It's take your pick. But you got to have one or two of those guys if, if you're a betting person. Yeah, and so just, you know, a couple of the odds, you know, um, you know, some of the, the favorites – you know, and this is on CBS or whatever, you know, Dustin is 12 to one, Rory's 14 to one, Bryson's 14 to one and Rom 16 to one. And then like the top contenders, Shoffley and Thomas are 20, Simpson, Morikawa and Cantlay are 22. And then Finau, Spieth and, and Hovland are 25, you know, so there's your top 10 guys or 12 yeah. guys. And for this tournament, it's probably going to be one of those 30 to one or under odds. Right. Favorite. The, Absolutely. I completely agree. I mean, if it doesn't come out of that group, um, it's going to be one of those neck couple next guys, which is Hatton and Fleetwood and Scheffler and Hideki Reed Berger and Fitzpatrick. Yeah. One guy I like, I like day at 40 to one. He won back in 2016. So I think you're getting good value there. I, I don't know how he's been playing lately. So, but 40 to one, you know, for a past champ is, is pretty good odds. No. Yeah. Patrick Reed, 40 to one. He's just, he's a gamer. People don't like him, but I don't think he cares. I think he feeds off that. So whatever. He can play golf. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. He can play. <laughs> he can play. And he usually brings his A game. Cameron Smith, 50 to one. I'm high on. I'm actually high on him for this tournament and the Masters in a few weeks. I think he has a really good shot. So as we move down the line a little bit, just a, just a few long shots. We're not going to go through a bunch of players, but Lee Westwood, 66 to one. And back in 2014, he finished tied for six here. And not seven years ago, but again, he got second last week to Bryson. So he's playing good. So if you're looking for a long shot guy, maybe, maybe Westwood's a guy that. Right. To look at uh, Louis, Louis Ace, who's 66 to one. He's got he's, a second. He's a guy that's more. always a, a top 10 guy in tournaments like this. 
He is. He's, he's, he's always right there in the, in the majors, too. It just seems like he's hanging he around. Second. He, he, you know, obviously he has a – he has the British Open, so I mean, he has the major championship, but he's got the career Grand Slam of seconds. I know he, he sang that song or whatever when he when he completed that, or it was pretty funny. Yeah, he's he's always right there, so I mean, you're getting some value there, and and just a few long shot guys. I mean, again, I, I don't know. I think it's going to come from the thirty and under one, thirty to one guys, but Kevin Kisner's one hundred twenty five to one. He lost in the playoff to Ricky back in twenty fifteen, if you remember that. Yeah, so I mean. For 125 to one, if you want to throw two or three bucks, that's not bad odds. Speaking of Ricky, why does he suck at golf now? Well, I'm just bringing him up next because I know uh, he, he's not your favorite golfer ever. No. He's 125 to one as well. And if you remember back in 2015, the year that he won the players, the week before they had a poll, I don't know if you remember this, I can't remember if it was like PGA.com or something, but one of the major sites had a poll. And they had all the PGA golfers vote who was the most overrated player on tour. And if I remember right, Ricky, they voted Ricky in a landslide, the most overrated guy. And then he went on to win the, the players' championship in a four-hole playoff. So, and then a week ago, um, oh, who's the guy that does all the commentary? Nick Faldo. Yeah. They were talking about. Uh, Ricky possibly missing the, the Masters this year. Right, because play. he just won't qualify, right? Like won't he'll qualify. Be and he put a tweet out. He's like, well, if Ricky misses the Masters, he'll have more time to do more commercials. Kind of a jab at, at Ricky. So I, I don't know. I mean, Ricky's shown before when people jab him. So for 125 to 1, I'll, I'll probably throw two or three bucks. On. It's probably a waste, but he's shown before that when he gets jabbed in this course, he can win it. So Well, that – I mean, I think – it's you hate to say it and it's you know but he's gotten married and and things i just think golf isn't that important to him anymore i mean he might guys, not be he might not these guys make so much money that what they do on the golf course is irrelevant and that just goes to show you what tiger did from you know 1998 to 2010 or whatever it was for sure right just it's untouchable i mean it really is it is, and you're right, Ricky, maybe he just doesn't care as much. Maybe he's not put in the practice. Maybe it's just a, a slump like golfers go through, but right. he's one of those. And then just two others, Shane Lowry, 150 to one. He's the Open champion two years ago, or the British Open, whatever you want to call it. Right. I think those are good odds. He's had some success here. And then Jonathan Vegas, 200 to one. He finished tied for third in 2019, last time the tournament was played here. <coughs> So I think for I think for two hundred to one, if you're looking for a real long shot, that might be a guy to put some money on. But again, I thirty to forty to one, I think that's where the winner's going to come from. This is just, just such a big tournament, a tough one that the guys with the experience and, and the really good players usually are going to be the ones to rise to the top and win it. And a few fun facts. Who's the only player to win the Players' Championship three times? Win it three times? Only one. See, Tiger's won it twice. He has. He's one of five players to ever won it twice. 
because Tiger, he won last week's tournament eight times and he, he went back to back twice. And Day went back to back in 2016. I remember reading. Um, it's pretty obvious. I'm going to give you a hint. All right. Jack Nicholas is the only. Is okay. But I, I think he, he won the first one, didn't he? Did he win the first one? I believe so. I mean, I meant to look it up. I ran out of time, but I, I think he's won twice at Sawgrass. And then before that, I, I, I could be wrong, but I think they used to play the tournament at other courses. Yeah, they, they were showing that. Uh, they played it in Fort Lauderdale once. They played it at Sawgrass Country Club, which is a course right near there, but it's not the stadium course. Right. Um, and then the, I think they played it in Texas, too, for a few years. Okay. It yeah, started in the mid seventies and, and this course wasn't even built then. I don't think. Yeah. I think like eight or two, 82 or 83, they officially moved it to, to TPC Sawgrass just South of Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, and that's where it's been played ever since. So there's Jack's won it three times. And then of course there's five players that have won it twice. Tiger, Davis, love the third, Fred couples, Hal Sutton and Steve Oakington, who I'm not as familiar with, but. If you remember back in 99, Fred Couples had the hole in three. Yes, they, they showed. I actually watched, uh, uh, it's on ESPN Plus, America's Caddy. Um, it's a, a kind of a, I don't know. If you like Peyton's places, it's that same idea, but it's kind of golf centered. And so he kind of goes around town and does history and, and stuff like that. And they were talking about, uh, yeah, and they were talking about that, the hole in three where he hit it in the water and then, you know, went to the drop zone and then made it. <laughs> I, and I don't even know if he went to the drop zone or if he, I, I think he reteed from the exact spot. It, he could. I mean, it's, yeah. It's just, he, uh, they said he had a pitching wedge or a nine iron, like it's the same club and then he holes out. So it was a hole in one, but not really. It was a hole right. in three, which I don't even know if that's ever happened before. I'm sure it has a few times, but right. that's that's one of the craziest things you'll, you'll probably ever see on tour. Um, just kind of a fun... Fun little fact there, the course record 63, 10 people have done it. I won't go through all the names because we've already kind of been rambling on. And then I didn't know, was there anything you wanted to cover before we, we picked our eight guys or any? No, I mean, it, it's just, you know, it's it's good to have golf back. You know, the weather uh, here in Iowa um, went out and actually had our, our girls, my girls golf team kind of do our open gym. We went outside today um, for the first time and, you know, the weather 70 degrees and we went from a foot and a half of snow to no snow in about two weeks. You know, the weather's been, you know, and, and three weeks ago it was minus 40 degrees or whatever. And it was 70 degrees today. So um, the weather changed fast here in Iowa and we're grateful and, you know, give it another week um, and everything's going to be starting to maybe start growing and uh, it will be real nice here. Yeah, you guys will be out at Edmonton or Harvest Point playing golf. And, and I, Out at Cedar Creek, uh, they were having go golf carts out on Cedar Creek today um, there in Ottumwa, So That's a good sign, yeah, especially if it, it'll be nice March and April to get out there and play when the weather's good and mm -hmm. get out of the house. Absolutely. Uh, but no, nothing else. I mean, we can pick our golfers. Uh, one golfer in the top five, right? Yeah, so what we did this. I think we did it back in the Masters. I don't know if we bet like five bucks or whatever we did, right. but anyway, we'll just double or nothing. It. Uh, you pick one 
one golfer that's ranked one through five in the world golf rankings, and then everyone else is free game. We each pick eight. And then the idea is to take the, the lowest five scores of our eight golfers and see who finishes better. Right. Obviously, if one of us finishes with five golfers and make the cut and someone doesn't, then have an automatic loss. But yep. we'll see what happens. If pick an eight, we, sh- we should be able to get five each. Pick an eight. You would hope so, but you never know. You would hope so, especially since you could pick a lot of the Can good we have guys. the same guys or no? We can, because last yeah. time, I, I think last time we had four the same and four different at the Masters. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, looking at the – you know, we're both going to take Bryson at number six since he's not in the top five, you know. Well, maybe. Okay. I don't have him, so we're not going to, actually. I guess not. If you, I, I'm going to give him a chance here. There's a hint for you. All right, well, go well, ahead. You, you, you pick first here. Okay, well, my first two picks were Dustin Johnson and Patrick Reed. <coughs> Are you, oh, sure you going to write these down, Trevor? Yep, I'm ready to go. Okay. Um, and I'm going to take Dustin as well for my top five guy. And I'm going to take Bryson. Nothing wrong with that. My next two guys, I'll give you some time here to look, was Webb Simpson uh, no. and Tony Finau. Okay. And I want uh, I want Reed and Cantlay. I got you there. And I think I may have uh, I had so here's my first four. I may have, I may have messed this up. I had DJ, Reed, Cantlay, Webb, and Fino. Okay, so you have seven then. Uh, those are my first five. Okay, five. Yeah, five. Sorry, I'm I'm skipped over one. I think, but I yeah, you skipped DJ, over Cantlay, but that's I mean it's fine. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So those are my first five. So if you want to pick one more, okay. um, McElroy. Good pick there. Okay, and then my next two were Oosthuizen and Cam Smith. Okay, and I want Simpson and Hovland. Hovland. And then my final pick was Jordan Speed. I know that's 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 the my I've got but I got it between Finau and him. Now let's talk about Speed a little bit here. He hasn't been able to finish, but he's got uh, was it four straight tournaments in the top fifteen? I think I think that's right. He's he's playing really good. He just can't make a putt when he needs to. I mean, really. Yeah, and then Saturday. Putts, but when he actually needs it, he's not making them. Yeah, what was it, Saturday or Friday or Saturday? He made just oh, yeah. insane. It was. Yeah, but then Sunday, it, he couldn't make up. Right, and then uh, that's what he used to do, though. He used to really be on, if you need a 20-foot putt, yeah. back when he was winning the the two or three majors. Well, he, he, was better, he was better from 20 feet than he was seven feet. He was. He drained anything from 20 feet. And it's kind of what he's. He's starting to get back to that, and I, I'd love to see him win the the players. That would be awesome because I want to see him get back to the top. And oh yeah, he, more I like him. I mean, he's. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, he, he's definitely playing better than he was a year ago. He really went through a some struggles there for yeah. probably. Well, it was over a year for sure. It's probably yeah. three years where he. I, I'm going to take speed with my last pick. Okay. I, 
Sorry, Tony Finau. So I think we have four different guys again. Or maybe we only have two. We only have two different guys. You don't have Rory, do you? I don't. And you, you don't have, have Bryson. So you have Bryson, Rory, and Hovland. So we have three different guys. Uh, uh, That's what's going to come down to. There you go. <laughs> It makes sense. We picked a lot of heavy favorites, so yeah, I mean, we're not that surprising. No. And really, well, I mean, I, I about picked Justin Thomas just because I think he'll be there too. Yeah, I mean, those those top guys. It, the field is so deep nowadays that it doesn't really matter who you pick. You, you got to have one or two of them, and it's basically. I mean, even the guys that are forty to one, you can see winning easily. Oh, yeah. It's just the, the field's deep, the, the game's growing, the players are really good, and it should hopefully it's a it's a good finish. Yeah, and let's uh let's uh you know maybe finish up here with a a, a Zach Tremel shout out. Um, see how he feels about this. Uh, he'll listen here. Um, Phil Mickelson dropping out of the top hundred in the world for the first time since 1993. I saw that stat today as well when I was looking up some stuff. I, I saw that that, that's, well. impre- that's very impressive. 1993 was the last time he was outside of the top 100. Because even Tiger has been way outside of the top 100. And his, you know, when he went through and didn't play and was bad, or I mean, mm-hmm. so for as good as Tiger's been, you know, obviously Tiger wasn't even ranked at 93. And then obviously that streak would have been broken four years ago or whatever it was. Yeah, no, it's it's a very impressive run that Phil's had and like Zach always says and when you think about it Phil's a almost underrated career-wise when you think about it, he just got overshadowed by Tiger well he, he's, a, he's a great I mean you look you just compare him to everybody besides Tiger he's right there yeah he's, he's right there with basically everybody what by Tiger for 20 years yeah no it's that's what 27 28 year run that he's had in the top 100 so I don't know. I assume that's some sort of record, maybe, but I don't know if that'll ever be touched. Because first of all, you have to first of all you have to be good enough, and then you have to stay healthy. Right. And and the golf swing is not conductive to staying healthy in today with how they swing today. No. Yeah. It, they it'll be interesting. Like they swing way too hard. They they probably do, and we'll, we'll see what the bodies of Bryson and Rory and others are like 10, 20 years from now if they have a bunch of injuries or if their bodies just evolve, but yeah, they're swinging harder than ever. And you would think that that will catch up with them eventually you know, if they don't go down at some point, you know, and, and people, you know, and give Phil Mickelson a hard time for not being in the best shape or ever. But the one thing he has always been is super flexible. Um, and, and that's where all these golfers are. I mean, that's how they can turn and get that rotation and everything. Uh, but um, and I think he's, you know, he still can do things flexibility wise that a lot of players cannot do. And that's, you know, don't kid you. He, he works at that, but that's God given as well. Oh yeah. He's, he's extremely talented. I think that you're right. That gets overlooked with, with Phil sometimes because everyone focuses on he's getting a little older and maybe he's a little bit heavier, not in shape compared to the other guys, but he'll, he'll still be around for a little bit on the, the main tour. And oh yeah. And if he wants, he can dominate that senior tour for a long time if he chooses to do so. So right. he's he's not going anywhere if unless he wants to. Right. So 
All right. Well, anything else you want to uh, talk about? I mean, we, we can, um, you know, I, I know we usually, we we'll, we'll do a NFL one here, but anything, anything on Russell Wilson, I know there was a lot of talk uh, him going to the bears, but I just don't see it. I just don't think they give up the farm just for him. Well, I, I don't know it three weeks ago or right after the Super Bowl, that's when the rumors started to come out. And that was my thought initially, like no chance, but I would say at this point with as many articles I've read and where there's smoke, there's smart or fire type of deal. Right. I'd say, it's, I'd say it's a coin flip at this point that they trade him. I really think if they get the right deal, it's, it's, it's about to happen. And it might, it might not. We'll see if they can, you know, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson can, work things out and maybe they will I, I would assume they would but I'd say it's about a coin flip that he gets traded I don't know where I assume one of the four places that he wants or I'm sure he would consider one or two other places if the right deal came through that he would okay but it's I, I, I think it's a coin flip that he doesn't get traded and free agency starts in nine days if I'm right so maybe in about 10 or 11 days we'll do a little NFL yep recap because usually that first 24 hours or so of free agency is kind of nuts and then it slows down a little bit right because you know essentially like all these trades and stuff are not official yet correct correct I mean, like, not official yet i mean like got like the golf stafford trade somehow could get messed up and really not still happen officially correct i, I believe so i mean if if one of them failed a physical which they probably already taken them yeah, I mean they're they just, they're they're just simply waiting for the league year to start. I mean it's yeah, they're just waiting for a certain time on a certain date, and then right. the paperwork goes through and the signatures or whatever it whatever happens. But yeah, that, I mean those are probably going to go through. But again, nothing could officially happen until the seventeenth. I don't think. Yeah, and then uh, what? Where's Watson go? I I mean the Jets or Miami make the most sense because they have the they have high draft picks, right? Obviously the Jets pick second, the Dolphins pick third, and they also have multiple firsts and other picks this year and next. So, and have, and have quarterbacks to send back to Houston. Right. Right. You could send Tua, which would be good. I mean, that you could do a lot worse. Right. Or you get Sam Donald from the Jets. Send Darnold, you know, I mean, so those are both, I think, serviceable quarterbacks that you, you go, yeah. I mean, you could ride with them for a year or two. Another one is just not just swapping, but basically swapping Watson for Wilson. Yeah. Plus maybe some some draft picks or whatever. But that's one that's getting brought up. I I don't know. I mean, if I was a 49ers, I'd do everything I could to get Watson. But I hope he gets traded. I hope they both get traded just so we have drama and stuff to talk about throughout the offseason. All righty. Well, we'll, we'll, like you said, uh, after that first couple days, uh, we'll we'll definitely get an NFL uh, podcast in here. Or if anything does, you know, big time happen between now and then, we can always do one whenever. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yep. But again, thanks. Uh, you know, look forward to a, a good week of, uh, you know, golf on, on TV. And I think the weather here is not going to be as good this coming weekend uh, as it is right now. So might have to stay inside a little bit more, but uh it's getting that time of year where sometimes it's tough to watch that golf on Sunday afternoon until the late afternoon because uh, you want to get out there yourself. That's right. If if the weather's good back there in Iowa, you want to get out and play. But if it's not, then you have a good compromise. You can sit on the couch and watch the players.
Absolutely. All right. Well, have a good night, Trev, and, and thanks for joining me tonight. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to Morgan You Asked For podcast. If you like what you hear, click the like button or hit subscribe if you want to hear more episodes from Morgan You Asked For podcast. Also, if you would like to comment or with any show ideas or anything, please contact me at Morgan You Asked For podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at RyanMorgan34. <laughs>